next thing you know, it, I feel something staring at me. And when I kind of opened my eyes, I seen like an ape man. He's really, really tall. I would say close to nine feet. And I looked at him and he looked at me. He just picked me up. This is the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. We got some good stuff going on today uh, with our encounter. I'm really excited about bringing Lucy on. Yeah, me too. This sounds like a really good one. It is a good one. Um, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but um, the title will kind of give it away, obviously. Um, we have some physical interaction with a Bigfoot here, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to hear this me one. Me too, me too. And she's got some other stuff to talk about, so yep. I do not want to waste any more time. I don't want to waste Excellent. the listeners' time. Let's get her on. Let's get her. All right, here we go. Hey, Lucy, how you doing? Hi, guys, how are you? Great, glad to have you here. Thank you, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. That's right. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you, you've had several encounters, uh, but the main encounter you've had was when you were a little girl, and you were, what, six or seven years old, you said, when that happened? Yes, sir. And you're from, uh, is this was in New Mexico, right? Yes, sir, here in New Mexico. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, why don't you talk about um, what was going on back in those days and, you know, what happened um, with your encounter? Okay, okay. Um, well... I was uh I was about six or seven. We lived in uh New Mexico, and, and by the way, my name's Lucy Mungia, and so uh, I'm about fifty years old now. And uh, I was born and raised in New Mexico. So right now I live in Hobbs, New Mexico, which is about thirty miles out of Lovington, New Mexico, where I was born and raised. And so um. We'll get to the day of my incident. Uh, a few days before, um, there was a school uh, named Jefferson School, and we lived right across in the corner of it. And it was uh, my mom and her boyfriend, and uh, she had left my dad. So now we had a stepdad, and uh, and it was my two sisters, my younger sister and my older sister. So we, um, of course, we were, you know, we were not high class, so we were in the lower class. So we often would uh, go to the, there was a little meat market uh, right behind my house. And a lot of people who would go there to buy their groceries would uh, drop change. Uh, underneath there was a wooden porch. So we would uh, constantly go and play there after five when uh, everybody would leave and the store would close. We would often go there and, and uh, you know, scavenge for money. And so once we would find money, or in my, especially in my little sister found money, five, five cents, a dime, a penny back then was a lot. So I would take it from her because I knew she was going to lose her money. <laughs> so I would hold on to it. And, and, of course, I'd wait till the owners opened. They had a little girl there that would work with them. She would say about that time, I believe she was maybe 12 or 13. 
she was a very helpful uh, daughter. And so mostly I spoke with her and, and I would go and get, uh, I was allowed to get uh, candies there. So my name was on there. And so my mom, of course, like I said, had credit there for food, but I would get the candies and then she would pay for it monthly. And so, um, so that time, uh, we, I had gone by there one afternoon. Uh, it was a few days before the incident. Um, I was outside. I was waiting for my sisters. We had different classes and my older sister would have come out a little bit later and I would come out earlier than them. So I would go and hang out there and I had noticed, uh, the store was, uh, closed but there was a uh, like the porch was kind of broken not broken as much as as when I seen it the second time and the door was uh like broken so I went and I told my sister when she got home she said let's go play and so we can uh, find some money and I said no I said uh there's something going on there it's, it's broken I said I don't know if they got in a fight which I figured you know the the those had gotten in an argument, and I said, and uh, I said, yeah, I don't think it's safe there right now, so let's just go to the school. Well, my mom had got there that day with my aunt and two of my girl cousins, and uh, they had bought some of the old-fashioned skates. They had only bought my sister a pair, and me and my sister had to share everything because our birthdays were similar clothes. Uh, my older sister, her birthday was about April 29th. My birthday was uh, May 16th and my younger sister was May 1st. So my mom would always have just one party and make a share. So that day we got our gifts a little early. So that's why uh, it was in between me being six and turning seven at the end of the school year. And so um, about that time uh, the school had closed, it was done with. Uh, the people had gone on vacation. We didn't know they were on vacation at that time, though. We knew they were gone. And then so uh, so we're out uh, playing with the skates in, in front of Jefferson. They used to have uh, um, trees and stuff in the front, and it, it was an open uh, inside. To, you can walk in the hallways, but... Now, with so many things happening, they have remodeled it, and now it's closed. If you go by there, you'll see that it's closed, and the trees are no longer there. But sad that the tree's gone, but um, anyways, so we played uh, all afternoon uh, with the skates, and of course, the two older girls that had came to visit us were fighting, and it was just a fight, continuous fight over the skates. And so one time, the the older girl she got my sister the older one and took the skates from her and they were fighting for them and when my my sister got them and put them back on she went and she pushed her so hard that she hit the the edge of the school her stomach and we didn't know that her appendix was going to bust we didn't know what was happening we just know that her stomach hurt pretty bad and uh so we all felt bad for her, and then that girls were like, "Ah, let's just leave." And my aunt, my aunt, and her her mom, which is her mom and my mom, had called us to go eat dinner at that time. So we left the school and we went to go eat dinner. So we were eating dinner, and uh, they left, of course. And uh, I didn't know that food, of course, had made my sister sick. She was already 
have, going to have her appendix busted, which we didn't know. So we lay down. It's time to go to sleep. And, uh, well, the morning comes around. And I wake up. And next thing you know, we're alone, me and my younger sister. And she'd already peed on me and the other, my other sister, before they took her, she'd thrown up overnight because her appendix had busted by then. So they took off with her to the hospital, which I wasn't aware of. I just know we woke up and I was alone and I had thrown up on my hair and I was peed on. So I said, oh, I said, I better change. So I went and I supposedly just kind of washed my hair and uh, I, I threw on some little shorts and a shirt. And... um so I'm waiting for my mom and I'm worried about my sister. I just knew something was wrong. I, I didn't know what. So I was crying and crying because Lucy was a big crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> so I was crying and crying for my mom. And, uh, well, she just wouldn't show up. So I went and I finally laid on the couch. We used to sleep on the floor. I laid on the, on the couch and, uh, there was against the window. So I'm, there and uh next thing you know it I feel something staring at me and when I kind of opened my eyes I seen like an ape man and he was in the window looking at me and I got scared I closed my eyes again and I was like you know just I thought it was just I was seeing things or something and next thing you know it he uh come he's again he's uh, in the window and I'm like oh man there's there's an ape looking creature in the window and then he hides immediately, of course. So then I get up. I mean, I'm waiting to see if he'll come back and look in the window. And he doesn't because I wanted to catch him looking in the window. And I couldn't catch him. And then so I finally get near the window and I push the screen back. It was an old-fashioned screen window. And I pushed my head as back as I could so I could see him and I saw him. It kind of scared me for a little bit. But I seen him and I said, oh, there's an eight man. And then I said, oh, it's probably my cousins in suits. I'm going to catch, catch this ape man. And then um, it's my cousins. So um, I laid back down and then I waited. And then um, he looked one more time. And then I took off. Uh, I took off outside. I took off running and not thinking anything. But, you know, this, that it's my cousins. So when I ran and he turned around, on his, he made that left turn look back and I'm watching him and I'm running, you know, fast and he's just taking long giant steps and, and he turned behind the house where that meat market was. And I didn't know he had already totally destroyed the, the, the place. And so when I, uh, jumped up in that corner, uh, on that porch, I couldn't see him no more. I was like, I was in shock because that was really fast. And I said, you know, I didn't believe he would have disappeared that fast. And, uh, so I'm kind of amazed that he's gone and I'm like, well, this eight monkey left, you know, he's gone. I didn't catch him. And then, um, I said, Oh, that's, that's probably my cousin. So anyways, I'm looking around and looking around and I couldn't see nothing. And then next thing you know, it up to the, uh, to the right side of my hand, my arm, of course, uh, I looked at, to the right and he's hiding behind a tree i saw him he camouflaged behind a, a pine tree so he's kind of bent over a little like you know like kind of like limping over like a monkey and he's really really tall 
I would say close to nine feet. And he was just there. And then he's looking at me when he realizes that I saw him, you know, he's looking at me, I'm looking at him and I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, I'm going to catch him. This is my, my cousins. And when I took that step down to go catch him, I stepped on a wooden sticker. I stepped in with my left foot and I was like, Oh God, it hurt. So I was like, I sat down and I was trying to pull the sticker, but this time I said, well, maybe it's not my cousin. Maybe I'm not going to run after him. I was just, things were running through my mind and, you know, I'm thinking about my mom and my sister and I'm like, oh, I'm probably just going to run inside. I, I just didn't know what what to do after I had the sticker. I knew I was just couldn't run. So I'm trying to take it off and it's bleeding. It was like them old-fashioned stickers. It was a big kind. So I'm over here trying to take it off and then Finally, I pull it off, and I'm thinking what I'm going to do, either chase him or go, go inside. And when I do that, when I yank it, I see a fat finger in my face. A big hand, a big old fat, dark hand. And I look up, and it's Bigfoot. Bigfoot is right there watching me, and I'm looking at him, and I freeze. You know, I, then I I got scared that moment. And I looked at him and I kind of gave him like a grin and he looked at me, he just picked me up and he picked me up. So my, my head was on his uh, right hand. So my feet were on his left hand. So when he's carrying me and I'm just looking at him and um, I feel pretty high in the sky cause I mean, he's tall and he's carrying me like nothing. And so he's a cat, he's got different colors of brown. He was like a reddish brown, but he had lots of shades of brown because when he would, uh, when he was in the pine tree, he looked uh, dark, but uh, still his face areas are more lighter. So he looked light and then darker. So then I saw him clearly because the sun is shining and I could see him straight. I could see his face. I could see details of him, everything. I yanked his fur. He had long fur. And I yanked his fur and he gave me a mean look. The third time I yanked him, he gave me a mean, mean look. He did not like it at all. And uh, so I just stopped pulling his fur. And then he had honey-colored eyes. Uh, his nose was like a, like a light, light color. He had uh, ridges on his nose. He had a big nose, but it was kind of human, but it was more ape. But it did have some human characteristics. I can't say it. But he, uh, his uh, face uh, was part human, but he looked more ape than human. And he had a, I can't explain it. I'd have to show you. But he had a, like fur coming right from under his eye. It just stringing fur all the way down to his face. And then he had the long, uh, the long, of course, beard and the long uh, mustache, but it, everything on his face was long. He had no short hair. And then, uh, but his arms and uh, and everything, his fur was pretty long. I don't know how many inches, five, six, I don't know. He had long fur all the way across his bottom and everything, his legs. And his stomach, in some areas, he was uh, had uh, light lighter fur. So it kind of told me the way his body was built it was a man i i don't think it was a lady 
and then um but his uh paws his his legs i mean his fingers were dark they were darker than his face and his feet when he was running back to the to the house when i first saw him his feet looked padded like a like a bear or like a dog they had he had a thick brown padding he didn't have a like human skin or nothing like that he had a brown padding and then the top of his fur was i mean his feet were just very furry like crinkled like old fur just like worn out and where he'd been in the grass and all that so um he puts me down on the porch and there was a driver named Danny Charette. He was an officer and he uh, always uh, had his, his area where the schools, there had been an incident, an incident prior in that school. So we were not allowed to be playing there. So every time we were playing there and the cop was coming, we would run, we would hear his uh, squeaky brakes. So we would run and hide. We knew it was the sheriff coming. So, um, my mom always worked, so we did have a lot of lone time to be out there. And uh, so Bigfoot, when he put me on the porch and he was going to walk away, I saw his face and he looked very worried. And I've only seen that face on my grandma. <laughs> she would always be worried about us. And he looked worried and he didn't, like, he would make a turn left and then he put his foot right and he didn't know which way to go. And I saw him real nervous and I'm like, I was still watching him for a minute, and then um, next thing you know it, I heard the squeaks. So he had heard the squeaks before I did. So he had heard them further, and uh, and when I heard the squeaks, I ran inside. I said, ooh, that cop is going to catch uh, Bigfoot. So I was worried that the cop was going to catch him, and he ran, and I saw him run towards the school, though I didn't never see him hide. I believe he hid in that pine tree that was in the front of the yards of the school. And I believe that he did hide there because there was nowhere else he could have made it. So uh, the cop was passing by. I looked out the window. I locked everything. And I kept looking for Bigfoot, but I couldn't see him anymore. And I, I never did see him again. And uh, so what happened was my mom comes in later on. I don't know. I would say an hour or two later. And so I told her what was happening. Mom, there was an eight man. He carried me and I was telling her what happened. And she ignored me because, of course, she was worried about my sister having the appendix and was talking to my aunt that was there with my cousins the day before and telling them, well, we're going to have to leave him with my mom and this and that for about two, three weeks. And I could just hear them off and on. And they told us to get in the car and they went and dumped us off at my um, my grandma's. And so one time I took off, days later, I took off on a bike and um, I took off over there with, uh, towards the area to see what was going on towards my house. And, and I was worried because uh, the neighbors had came back and the owners and they had called the sheriff. Well, the sheriff had uh, uh, went in there and I still asked for credit. I remember I walked in there <laughs> and I still asked for credit. And I know one officer had barely been giving a statement and walked out and there was just a girl and her mom and they were cleaning up the mess and everything. And then um, I saw our names, my mom and my, my name on their credit report. And I said, hey, I said, uh, could I have some credit? And I said, and plus I have a little change here. And she's like, no, 
the young girl said, no, you guys stole all the meat. Y'all came and vandalized our place and you stole all the meat. And I said, no, we didn't. She goes, yeah. Yeah, y'all had an incident. She goes, and your mom couldn't uh, pay it because your sister's in the hospital. And now now you can't pay us. So so that's why and she can't even pay her rent. She can't pay nothing because she's uh, without work because she's been at the hospital. So no, y'all can't have no more credit. And then the mom said, I know we blaming them. She goes, but you didn't have to say it out loud. She's just a little girl. And then the mom said, but yeah, since you already told her, it was y'all that stole the meat. I said, no, man, we, we didn't stole the meat. She goes, well, your cousins, because she knew our cousins, they were chunky and they ate a lot. So she said, well, it must have been the twins. And I said, no, it, it wasn't them either, man. We Nobody's been here. And then she goes, well, I don't know. Well, somebody came and vandalized the store. Now we got to shut down. They stole so much meat, we can never replace it. So she called the insurance and she called the sheriffs and then the inspectors came. They shut her down. They told her it was already an old store and it had to get shut down. She did claim her insurance though and they did open a new store which is Bob's now that I found out recently that they were the same owners and I had never known what had happened to the owners. I found out it's them is what I've been told. And so uh, anyways, so they uh, had to shut down that store. They break it down. Uh, there's a newspaper clipping that uh, they showed one of those old fashioned balls where the report is made and that they're breaking down the store. Though I didn't read it, I just seen the picture. Uh, I don't know what it says. I'm I'm sure they were just saying that it was vandalized and and broken down. I I think one of the sheriffs told them, don't put these people in the paper because they're uh, too humble and they would have never stole it. Right. We don't know. It could have been some other. It looks like a work of a man. So the thing is, my grandma, I went, when I was back at home, my grandma reached the papers and there was a, a sighting in Roswell three weeks after I seen Bigfoot that they had seen him also near the Lincoln National Forest. So then I always thought to myself that that's where my Bigfoot had ran to the forest. So there's my story. I don't know what else happened with him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, all that's we a can lot. Say. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to take mm-hmm. in, and that's a that's an awesome story, Lucy. Uh, I don't know where to yes. start. Brian, do you have anything before <laughs> I get rolling my time? Um, yeah. Um, how far from Roswell are you, or were you at the time? We're probably an hour and a half. Yeah, so that's possible to get down there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said the Lincoln National Forest, too, right? So that's... Yes, sir. That's yes, right around sir. there. We are very close to the forest. But you're in Hobbs. And we're also very close to uh, Carlsbad Caverns. Is a little bit going towards El Paso, Texas. We're Jeez. an hour and a half away from the caverns. Okay. Yep. That's right. We talked about the caverns the other day. Nice. That mm-hmm. explains. Uh, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. See, Brian picks up on that mm-hmm. real quick too. Like mm-hmm. I. Do. There's a rattlesnake farm. I don't know if you've seen on the map. They mm-hmm. have a big S. Uh, S caves uh, going into the caves. There's a giant S. If you look in the in the in the map, it's called Rattle Rattlesnake Farm, and it's a big. They they've uh, did pictures of it, like the history. I think on the air, and it goes into the caverns. So they don't know what's actually in there. They know it is loaded with rattlesnakes for sure. Mm. Wow. <laughs> let's, let's back up but a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's back up a minute. Um, 
who had the appendix problem? Was that you said your sister? My older sister. Okay. And was she yeah. okay with that? Did she come out of that okay? I'm just curious. <laughs> she got very sick. Uh, she was very sick for a long time. And it was a, a very aggressive surgery because back in the day, they did the old-fashioned cut-up and all that. Now they just do laser. But at that time, she did have it really bad. So She was very, very sick. So you mentioned you were sleeping, but you, you guys had woke up. It was morning time when this when this started taking place, and you saw the Bigfoot looking in the window. Was that right? About 7, 8 in the morning. Okay. And you thought it was your cousins messing around in a gorilla suit or a monkey suit, obviously. And that's why, yeah. you, that's why you chased it. Uh, you ran yes. after this thing. At what point did you stop and go, that's not my cousin in a gorilla suit? I believe more or less about when I uh, took that step down and got that sticker. Uh, when I was standing on the wood, I had seen him, and I said, ah, I'm going to catch him, and he's scared of me because he's hiding behind a tree. Mm-hmm. And then, because uh, we used to fight with our cousins all the time, and they showed us to be brave. So when I found him behind the tree, I said, oh, he's scared of me. But when I stepped on the sticker, and it hurt, and I realized, well, now I can't run. You know, at that moment, I thought, ooh. Now I can't run. That thing's going to come and get me. And then, you know, if it's not my cousin's and then uh, it came and when I saw its finger and I seen it in my face, I said, ah, that's it. You knew, <laughs> I lost this game. You knew right then and there that wasn't your cousin's in a suit, right? Yes. I, so, I was really terrified, dude. <laughs> did you notice a smell? Did this thing smell at all? I was just going to ask that. Sorry, Brian. A Go lot ahead. of people ahead, ask me that. <laughs> A lot of people ask me that, and I don't remember no smell because we were raised around dogs, and my sister had peed on me. And I remember, I didn't shower; I just changed. So I was uh, she'd always pee, so I I didn't notice no smell of no Bigfoot, and I he, didn't smell him. He probably smelled he you. Smelled. Was the problem? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He probably he probably thinking this girl smells like pee. What's going on here? <laughs> so this he probably means this girl needs a shower. So he comes up <laughs> to you and he sees that you're hurt and he picks you up and takes you to your porch. How far away from your porch were you when he? How far did he carry you? Do you think it was from my porch to the backyard? It was just a, like a medium built house, and then so you got that little space of the meat market. So. I, I don't know much about yards and stuff like that, but he carried me what would be a, just a medium-sized house, and then you got a small, another half a house, uh, you would 50, say. And, 50 yards? Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, and on to my porch. Far enough. Well, I was, yeah, I was yeah. worried. I didn't know where he was going to take me to. I was so scared once uh, he passed, because he seen me at the window, well, that's when I seen him. I don't know when he seen me, but I seen him at the window. So when he passed my window, I got scared. I said, this A thing is taking me somewhere else. I'm not coming home. For a minute, that's what I thought when he passed the window. Mm-hmm. Then I really felt shooken up. Do you think it looked more like a an ape or a human? He still had more ape than human. He still did have more ape than human, but he did look somewhat human. That's what, uh, his face was kind of like a Caucasian color. He was a light, light color. He wasn't, uh, like, you know, you would expect to see a monkey, a a brown monkey. And 
you know. Right. So when he was different colors, I would just, I was little, but I was just thoughtful, you know. I was like, that's where this uh, ape is, the uh, different colors. That's all I could think to myself. It's, yeah. He had real pretty fur. He had like a mammoth color, you know, the mammoths, and then they changed they, in the sun. Because uh, when he was the, the cop, when he heard the cop and he turned and in the sun, his hair became like a lightish brownish color. And then as they got closer to the shades, it would automatically start turning like a darker brown. Mm-hmm. So he little, camouflaged. Little, little built-in camouflage there? Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. Yeah, we he talk, did pretty good We talked about that too. Yeah. Brian, you brought mm-hmm. that up that their their hair can be translucent a little bit or yeah. reflect the the sun or mirror the uh, do, do a mirror image against, you know, whatever mm-hmm. background they're against and, and can kind of camouflage yep. that way. So um mm-hmm. wow, I'm just still Pretty kind cool. of floored by the by the whole incident. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Yes. That was awesome. Did you notice emotion in his face when he set you down or uh when he walked away or uh, I know you said he looked nervous. Uh, he probably was scared to do what he did, I'm guessing, but I think maybe his kindness overwhelmed that, and he thought he needed to, you know, did a good put job. you in safety. I, yes, I think he did. When he looked at me and he put me on the porch, I didn't want him to leave. I said, oh, I found a friend. <laughs> well, after, <laughs> for a moment, when I got scared by the, I get scared for a minute by the window, right, because he passed the window. But then when I saw he was going towards the porch, then I felt really, you know, I felt, you know, like I didn't feel scared. Right. So that scaredness, that fear went away when he put me on the porch right away. And we're kids, we're friendly, you know, so I wanted to have a friend and I was holding on to him and I didn't want to let him go, but he moved his hand back right away. He like, I got to go. <laughs> so I did see him. I did see him look at me and just, I don't know. I just couldn't read his mind, but. He did give me a look, but I think what happened was, you know, even if he knew he had to leave, I, he did hear that uh, squeaks, and I think that worried him. Then he turned uh, concerned, and he didn't know which way to run. I could tell he was confused because, you know, that's when I knew for a fact that was an ape, you know, because he would put one foot, and then and then he looked like an animal and trying to run, and so he put his other foot, and then he turned his face, and he just kept turning his ear, like, you know, trying to get radar, like, oh, this noise is coming from over here. Uh, I better run. So I saw that look in his face, and I saw that worrisome in his face. I saw it clearly. So did you tell? And Who all did you tell uh, the, this incident to? I told my not? mom, but she didn't listen. And then I told my sister, because my sister kept wanting to go back, my other little sister, too. And when my sister came out of the hospital, of course, she didn't know what was happening. And I, I told her, hey, Creasy, I saw the eight men. And she's like, really? And I said, yeah. And she's like, where at? And I told her what was happening. And she's like, oh, can we find him? And I said, no, he hasn't came back. He's gone. But I didn't tell them, nobody else, because nobody else would believe me. But the first one I really, you know, as a grown woman was my husband, my first husband, my ex-husband, the father of my kids. I told him. And uh, throughout, as I grew a little bit older, which was already 25 and up, I told my family, and then they they made, uh, up to this day, they make jokes. They make fun of me. They ridicule me. They 
embarrass me. They just talk about it all the time. Yeah, I just learned to laugh, you know, live with it. That you not, say something and people are gonna right. Not everybody's gonna be happy. Not everybody's gonna feel the same. Not everybody's gonna believe in you. Right. Well, you know that kind of surprises me, especially with living near Roswell with everything going on on over there. Someone had had to have encountered something else, and it sounds like to me that this Bigfoot creature had been, I'm sure, watching you for quite some time, or who knew who you were. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Admired you from yeah, afar as a it. child and said, you know, I'm going to take care of this little kid if anything ever happens to it, which is cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Just yeah. To have I that believe contact, he did take care of us. <laughs> to have that contact is crazy. And obviously he's the one that broke into the meat market and you guys got accused for it, but you know. And the story is there um, in the newspaper. The story up to this day, uh, the story that where they broke the, the meat market down, there's a picture of it. Because a lot of people say... There's no meat market here. There was never. Yes, there was. Look in the newspaper. You'll see it. <laughs> so everybody that's not from around here or area, they say there was never no meat market there. Yes, there was. And then other people will say, yeah, there was. Everybody used to buy meat there. And uh, and then so they'd put another one next door to it, a bigger one. And then we had one across called Kitten's Corner where we would eat, eat chili cheese fries and and food. So, I mean, there was three little stores. There was, there was not only one, there was three little stores. They've already been broken down or knocked down or they're old and shut down the little mm-hmm. kitten's corner store. Yeah. But if you ask everybody at that time, they'll tell you, yeah, this is where we hung out. This was the hangout. This is where the money was. This is where the snacks and the everything you could buy at school and all the kids and teenagers and then teenagers falling in love. I said, so right. <laughs> there was, well, they always yeah. say that. They're not um, there no more. They always say that a lot of encounters happen closer to towns and, and residential areas than they do, like, out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And I think that's yeah. due to the fact because, you know, if, if there are woods close by, it's a place good. to get to or a cavern, so to speak, they're going to come looking for food because uh, they can they know where it's at. They can smell it, what have you. So that's probably Well, now, now there's so much made-up food that it's easier for them to come shop in town and then just go sleep out of town right. in the woods. And I believe that because... My second incident. What happened there? Was was I seen a a juvenile uh, Sasquatch? I've seen I've seen a second one, and uh, this second one that I saw, he was very aggressive and and he was grunting. But I saw him. I used to work right there outside of the outskirts of Hobbs, uh, going towards Seminole in a in a town and country store. It was called Stripes, and. Uh, so I worked there at the the graveyard shift, and of course we had all the drunkies come in at about eleven forty-five. They we had issues because they'd start banging down the doors, uh, trying to get in, and we had really scary issues all the time. And we had to shut down, and we couldn't sell no more beer. And it, it got it was bad at that time. There was a lot of money in the oil field, and there was money. I mean, you know, being made. So um, they would come in here trying to to buy beer. And so I had to get all the broken beer bottles and I had to do uh clean uh, at night. I was my shift to throw the big trashes. So this other girl would gather them and I'd have to go and gather everything inside and go throw it outside. So one day I went outside. I don't remember what time this was. I know it was in about 2009. And I went outside and 
I got the trash and I opened the trash can to to throw the two trashes in there. When I threw the first one and I was going to throw the second one, this uh, juvenile Sasquatch just popped out from underneath the the trash. And you're not going to believe this. I know you're going to probably laugh at me and you're going to no. say this is no way. <laughs> I know this. I'm even embarrassed to say it. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, he had a bicycle. He had a bicycle and he had some old clothes. And he popped out of the trash and he grunted really, really scary. He was grunting like, uh, I wish I, I've heard a recording, but I don't know how to do it. He, but he was just grunting. And uh, he had long hair, long fur. It was black. He was a little black one. And put his teeth. He kept going like, shh, like showing me his teeth. And I got scared and I said, oh, shit. And I threw the trash in there and I was looking at him and I felt, my heart felt horrible. I felt horrible. I don't know why I felt ter terrified. This thing was like hissing at me, showing me his teeth and and he was grunting and, and uh, telling me, you know, back off. And there was another bike on the floor and I, and I ran, I took off, I ran inside and I told Gladys, she was an African girl. Gladys, Gladys, there's an, there's a ape in the, in the, in the trash can. There's a monkey in there. I said, and he's aggressive. I said, and he's kind of throwing his hand at me. I said, he's uh, uh, showing his teeth. I said, uh, he looks very scary. I said, and he's, got hair from from head to toe i said i don't think it's a man and then she goes no it's a man the bums come over here they get all the food they take it yeah it's a man i said no it's not a man i know when i see a man we see a hundred men a day i already know and she kept saying no i was terrified i locked the doors and everything i didn't want to go outside and i never wanted to throw the trash again but I saw a juvenile Sasquatch. <laughs> Did you say he had clothes? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. He had crooked clothes on, but he put on some clothes and he had a shirt and his hands were very furry. His hands were like a monkey. He looked uh, more monkey-like. You know, I know he was a Sasquatch, but because I don't think there would be just a wild monkey running around. Wow. And from anywhere, huh. I never, but he was about three feet, three and a half feet tall. You said he had a bicycle? Mm-hmm. There was a bike there. It couldn't have been some kind of monkey escape from a circus or anything like that? No, 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 no. It was the Sasquatch. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> we have talked to and a guy before. And he was very mean. Very mean. <laughs> we have talked to a guy before um, who's had an encounter with a wild man. I don't. He wouldn't say it was a Bigfoot, but it, it was uh, It was clothed. Brian, you remember that one? With yep, Frank. I remember that. Frank. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, Do you think that was a Sasquatch? I believe it was. I saw his face. His eyes were black, pitch, pitch black. His uh, fur was black. You know, uh, you he can, was you he can, was a smaller one, but he he had long fur and he he hissed and he was a, a grunting like a like a big ape, like like a gorilla. He was grunting. You would know more than anyone. Right. Yeah, you, you, you've seen it up close. You've seen you were up close and so personal with if one. If you say so. it was, I believe you. I truly believe it was. Uh, maybe yeah, these things are trying to 
Maybe these things are trying to humanize themselves somehow. Maybe they see people walking around with clothes on. They still clothes. They try them on. I don't know. It's hard Maybe. to say. They see them. Actually, the younger people ones. People still hang sure. out like the old-fashioned. Sure. <laughs> There's I mean, some old-fashioned people still here. And I, mean, if, I, I don't know if they took them from the lines, but. Yeah. Probably. That, yeah. that, that story, that story is uh, one that gets me because I remember my heart hurt for a minute because he scared me. And I don't forget how he grunted. And it shocks me, you know, when I remember how I felt when, when I saw that one, you know, it, up to this day, when I think about it, sometimes I'm sitting here by myself and I think about it. And sometimes I think about, you know, how we don't, how I wasn't uh, smart enough to go back and take somebody else who would listen to me and look at it or if it still would have been there or if I could have done things differently or when Bigfoot carried right. me. Um, I don't know if things would have happened differently or I could have done something differently. You know, it's hard when you're your own witness, you know, and, uh, everybody thinks, oh, she's yeah. crazy. Oh, she couldn't have seen two. She probably could have seen one, but not two. Mm -hmm. But then I seen three. So then nobody's going to say, oh, no, Lucy, Lucy don't know what she's seen. She's just out there working too many late hours. <laughs> but, um, right, I well have seen them. Real quick, give us the third one, and we can uh, we can talk about uh, some theories here. Okay, the third one. I was coming in from Andrews, Texas. I was coming into from Odessa to Andrews, Texas. Uh, well, actually, I was passing by to get to Hobbs, and this one, um, he was just a regular, you know, show like every other encounter. I seen uh, something big and brownish, uh, black, bulky. And I was coming off the highway, and then um, next thing you know it, there was just a big bulky thing, and you have to pass, of course, the two highways that way, the two back in the middle. Well, this thing just was running, and he ran, and he ran right in front of me. I had a black Ford, and he ran. There was a the sign, the 65-mile-an-hour sign. Well, he was taller than that. This one was big and built. And he looked like the same color of the soft cars that I saw in the trash can, the juvenile. He was black. And this one, of course, was uh, just black all over. And he had black fur, and his fur would pounce as he was bouncing, you know, running across the road. Mm -hmm. You know, he looked, uh, you know, like the brown Sasquatch, but black one. But there he goes in front of me, and I just, I didn't hit him. I almost didn't hit him because he's the one that got in front of me. But, you know... I passed really close to him, and he jumped like that, too. He just kept running, but he turned around, and I just heard him grunt one time, like like, like a heavy grunt, just, and he turned his face and looked because trying to tell me, hey, you know, when I'm passing through, move, you know, kind of that look, like I'm passing through, move. So he just, like, grunted very strongly, and he just uh, kept going into the field. There was a lot of mesquite and all that, of course. But he ran through that sucker. He didn't have no no clothes. Didn't have no boots. I know this was a a, a big Sasquatch, but he looked uh like a younger one than that one that picked me up. He looked a younger, but buff, buff and uh and heavy. And he ran and ran. But I t I work a lot out there with the drilling rigs and the oil rigs, and the company men would tell me crazy stories of uh. When they barbecue out there, uh, they used to leave their food just right there by their door. 
but all of a sudden they would have uh, wild animals fighting for that food, cougars, uh, you name it. He said, so, you know, a few of them have seen Sasquatch themselves. So now they got a habit of throwing their food way far so they could avoid uh, wild animals. And then, so I was just thinking, the only thing I said, what could Bigfoot be doing here now? And the only thing I could think of is right there, there was four permanent rigs in that area. And of course they always had their cookouts. I had stopped at those rigs before. And I just believe they're, they're after the food, you know, Hey, there's some bones they're going to be, and they're going to be mine. Wow. You know, they had big, uh, massive amounts of uh, cookouts of bones out there for them. Bigfoot likes barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I believe they're uh, they're pretty opt- opportunistic oh, yeah. when it comes to food. I think. Yeah, like there's food there. I'm gonna get it before anybody does. But there's a lot of wild uh, uh, javelinas. We have a lot of uh, deer. We have a lot of uh, uh, coyotes, uh, skunks. Uh, we're loaded with animals in and out of town. Yeah. That's in that a- area, there was a lot of javelinas. That's a lot of craziness going on over there, and 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 being close to Roswell, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Um, <laughs> w- with your background and your heritage, uh, Lucy, what's your thoughts about Bigfoot? I mean, do you think this thing's a spiritual creature? Do you think he's just a flesh and, flesh and blood uh, animal that's been around for forever, or or do you think he's the missing link? What's your What's your opinion? Well, I believe that when God made animals. Uh, he made all kinds of animals, and I believe this animal is just an animal himself, and I believe he's flesh and blood, and I believe he's not linked to us. I don't believe that's a possibility. I believe that um, God probably has a human wanted us to work our brains out and, and try to have these scientists uh, be getting paid for something. You know, the world has to be different. It can't be the same. And people are working their minds out on where is he? Can we catch him? And God's like, no, you can't. So the thing is, uh, if anybody has them, the government would probably have one or two hiding there. Sure. Uh, do they do they relate to UFOs? I don't know. I believe they might, just like uh, we are. You know, uh, see them often. I think that that it's just all one circle—a big family, a big life, a, a big creatures of all kinds and. And they just wonder, like we do, even the human wonders around. You know, you'll find a, a person trying to get on Everest for what reason? We don't know. He's up yeah. there trying to, might freeze his brain fire. out and everything, but he's up there. Right. So I just think they're just a part of us and, and they're human. I mean, they're not human. They're, they're the, the, in the animal kingdom and we're in the human kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe there's a link. Do you think they'll ever be um, recognized by science? Or the government? As yeah. You do? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who already got a hold of these suckers, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, already study them. They're probably even marked, and even the wardens, you know, because it's weird. If you think about it, you know, you go to a, a fishing site. What happened to us recently, even with the COVID, we were out there trying to, uh, right here off of near Roswell, there's a uh, the bottomless pit. Yeah, those big old circles of water. You can read that on one of your tourists for New Mexico. Yeah, okay. yeah uh, I've seen it. The bottomless pit. There's like big five, uh, 300-foot holes of water. And they say UFOs come out through there. I've never seen a UFO come out through there. I've seen them in there, but I'm not, not in the pit itself. And when uh, we get near there, um, 
all of a sudden the game warden will crawl up on you. You don't see them coming from nowhere and they'll tell you, well, you don't mess with the water and you got to have a permit. It's just a fish, you know, we ain't going to do nothing to the fish. But they protect it so much. And I believe it's not got to do with fish. It's got to do with Something's in there. Bigfoot and other mm. other creatures going on out there drinking and, and they're trying to protect the animals and they don't want no hunters. We got a right. lot of poachers around here. So I believe that that has something to do with the with the government. Oh, for sure. That they're they're hiding these creatures, protecting them. We believe it too. We believe it too. Mm-hmm. Lucy, yeah. we appreciate you coming on and telling these stories and your encounter. That's yeah, that was fun, man. Thank you. <laughs> and they're all true, sir. I we can tell you. you they are all true. Well, we believe you. We believe you. Uh, Thank I mean, you. I'm glad it's not, it nice to talk to someone who believes you, not somebody who's going to ridicule you. Right. That's not where. No, nope, that's not what we do. Yeah. Um, just, just the fact that you know you had physical contact with 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 the creature like Bigfoot is crazy. To yeah, me. that's. I mean, that's that's awesome, and that's what that's makes this, that's what makes this show really really cool. So again, we appreciate you you telling the story and talking about that stuff. So yeah, that's have y'all awesome. seen any? No, we have not. Not yet. No, not yet. But hopefully, well, we look. Y'all come to Hobbs, you will see him. You know, we might have to make a trip to that area since Roswell's pretty close. Yeah, no kidding. That would be fun. Yeah. We need to put that on our bucket have, list. Yeah. I have 10 eyewitnesses who have had their own encounters. Like I like I told uh, Todd earlier that um, they've been sighted in Eunice, at the Cravens. My friend from Lubbock saw one in Mayfield. And they've seen them in Cloudcroft. They've seen them in Sitting Bull Falls. Uh, so they've seen them everywhere. Oh. So I got uh, at the Toka and Artesia. Uh, they've seen them, you know, just everywhere. So even the people that laugh at me, they've seen them themselves and, and they laugh. My daughter saw Chupacabra in Artesia and she laughs at me and she Chupacabra. says, Mommy and your, yeah, she saw Chupacabra when they came out. All of New Mexico, uh-huh. you could see hundreds of dead rabbits and hundreds of goats and, and chickens. They'd have to be cleaning the road. You couldn't even, you couldn't even come through town. You have to turn your wheel because there was so many dead animals at the time, the Chupacabra sightings. And my daughter saw one, and I make fun of her, Chupacabra. She goes, Mom, you and your stupid Bigfoot. I said, well, you and your stupid Chupacabra. So <laughs> we make fun of each other. You say Chupacabra <laughs> perfect, by the way, Lucy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> if that's how it's said. Yeah. Listen, Lucy, if you're running any more stuff out there, you got to get a hold of us and let us know what's going or, on. Or send some of those people our way and have them tell yeah. their stories, too. Well. Yeah. Well, and Lucy, Lucy, well, I know you painted a picture. Uh, For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Of your Bigfoot sighting, can you send that to mm-hmm. us somehow so when we, when we publish this episode, we can put it out there for people to see? Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I just, I yeah, do it like that, but that I think it's a nice painting. Yeah, send that to <laughs> us on Messenger if you would. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll put it out there. So. Well, before I hang up, I just wanted to tell you four things. Yeah. If okay. you don't mind. Go ahead. Sure. I I saw a skinwalker. 
I saw uh, two uh, MIBs, Men in Black, the ugly, scary, kind ones. I saw uh, about 10 UFOs. And uh-huh. I saw a, I saw a, yeah, I saw, well, this one time, what, what uh, gets me throughout my mind, I saw, it looked like a phoenix bird, a giant phoenix bird in Midland, Texas. Uh, we were with some binoculars and we were like on, a, a, on the balcony. Like a thunderbird, yeah. maybe? Yeah, like a thunderbird. It was at midnight and me and my ex-husband and my, my brother-in-law. And their friend, we saw the uh, big, big bird. He was like a dark blackish color, but he looked like the phoenix yeah. or that, like you said, that thunderbird. But he was passing through and he was huge and he landed on a tree and he stayed there overnight and then he left. Huh. I've never seen him again. Oh. We did see one bird. Well, I tell you wow. what, um, sometime and down the road, maybe we can get you back on and talk about that. But if you can also put that down and send us in a, uh, in a story form, we can also read that sometime. I'm making a book and I put down uh, that bird, but yeah. I didn't know if y'all knew much about uh, anybody sighting birds around here or if y'all seen a bird or what kind of bird it could have been. It right. would just... I don't, we don't have a lot of, a lot of those. We, we've heard of the yeah, Thunderbird, and, and I tend to relate it to maybe something like, you know, the Jersey Devil people are seeing. Or, what, Brian, what's the one in Iowa? The Van Meter Monster or whatever, that, yeah. the pterodactyl-looking yeah. creature? It's hard right. to say. It's hard to say. But there's very it's very possible that there could yeah. be birds out there that the size of— This wasn't a pterodactyl, because I've seen his face. He looked a lot like the Phoenix or the— Okay. Like you said, the Thunderbird. Yeah. But he uh, I've seen his face pretty clear. He's— had a short face with a little beak, but he was big. Uh, he had his body was maybe three feet. His wingspans were all together, might have ran across fifteen to twenty feet across. Wow, that's a big bird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a big bird. And my my son, my brother-in-law, will vouch that he, you know, he seen that bird. And uh, my husband with the binoculars that night, we seen him right there by Burger King. He was flying to a house back there that had a giant tree, and he sat on that tree but he he squashed the whole tree just to get in there he flattened the whole tree yeah lots of uh so weird stuff a, going on in new mexico a big big bird oh, okay. i would like to talk to you with some time with yeah. some time about that bird and yeah. i want to see what kind of bird i see <laughs> right on okay well check into we'll it talk to you again luca yeah. yeah okay check into it and see if you can okay. get some pictures of what you thought you saw and send them to us okay okay we can go from there but again, okay. thanks for coming and it, on and telling your Bigfoot stories. Okay. And you're welcome. And whenever y'all want to talk to me about my other encounters, well, just let me know. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And, you, uh, yeah. and I got some pictures of a, of, a, of a UFO that we caught over the rigs where I work. We caught one UFO. And if you look at it, zoom in it, you can see the gray alien in there. I'm going to send you that picture. Okay. He's in okay. a drone. And then I can send you the one that uh, these guys, my friends, the Urias, their singers, uh, they found him in local hills from where the one we saw. And he's that blue UFO that uh, the government has. But they fly that UFO over local hills. But we have them on picture, and you can clearly see it over the rig. Send that to us. I want to see it. Heck, yeah. I'm going to send that. you those, too. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you oh, have a good night, Lucy. You. Once again, Very we cool. appreciate you coming on. Yes, thank you, Lucy.
Thank you. Thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate being on here. Yes, we thank you too. Take care now. Yeah. Thank Okay, I'll be sending you pictures. Sounds good. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. I tell you what, that was uh, just about as amazing as I expected it to be. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, wow. Carried her back home. Carried her back <laughs> and put her on her on her deck. It, it makes you wonder, these things have to have some sympathy, at least for kids, you know? Yeah, I think they do. Um, maybe not all of them, but I think the majority probably do. Right. It's kind of funny. He cleaned out that meat market, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> What Man, do you think they got blamed for do? it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they did. That's some shit. He probably felt bad. That's why he carried her to her. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, good stuff. Probably. And I and I really want to hear more about her uh, Thunderbird and all that other stuff too. Sometimes I know. So. I know. I hope we can get her back on sometime down the road. Yeah, we'll we'll give her a shot. So once yeah. again, Brian, thanks as always, man. Yeah, man, always fun. Good stuff. I love these kind of stories. We got a lot of a lot of good things coming on up in the future here for everybody so uh yes we do we appreciate the listens guys and keep it up and thank you so much yep thank you all see ya see ya